I'm Leanne Spencer, founder of Body Shop Performance Limited, best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and your host. This is the Remove the Guesswork podcast, the show where I interview influential people in the health, fitness, and well-being space to bring you the latest ideas on how to optimize your mind, body, and well-being. The show is brought to you by my company, Body Shop Performance. We create total solutions to optimize your health by focusing on sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion, and fitness. We work with busy professionals on a one-to-one basis for six or 12 months using the latest science and technology. And Body Shop also work with businesses who want to create a culture of energy, vitality and performance and position well-being as a competitive advantage. Find out more at bodyshopperformance.com and enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Insights version of the Remove the Guesswork podcast. If you're a new listener, welcome. This is an episode where I record my thoughts or an insight or something that I've been thinking about that I think could be helpful for you in 10 minutes or less. It's what we call our Insights episodes. And every Wednesday we record an interview, typically, occasionally it's a solo episode with somebody significant in the health, fitness and wellbeing space. So that's what this is all about. And chances are you're a returning listener. So thank you for doing so. This week, I want to talk about exercise snacking. I'll admit it's a concept I didn't make up. I heard somebody use this expression recently. I can't remember who, so I can't attribute it to them, but it's a really interesting idea. And the idea is that you take little bites of exercise or grab little pockets, to use another analogy, of time in order to exercise or exercise blended with movement anyway. And the idea is this, that you don't necessarily need to spend a full hour in the morning or at lunch or evening or any point in the day exercising and then when you find you don't have an hour it doesn't get done but the idea is that you tap into the patterns of ancestral movement which is that we would have been doing or should be doing now a fairly regular amount of low level activity So this is standing rather than sitting, it's walking primarily, it's moving all the limbs in some form or another and performing compound movements, for example, sitting up or taking the stairs. And then spurts of high intensity exercise, of course, and moderate intensity exercise, but never really sitting for prolonged periods. And I say ancestral movement because that's how our ancestors would have moved. They would have been sitting around camp, um, but but not for very long, going out foraging for berries, finding water, seeking food, etc., Now, we need to mimic that as best we can. And one of the great ways you can do that is to consider little uh, pockets of opportunity where you can exercise. And I want to give you some ideas on how you can do that in this episode. What I've got, if you watch a lot of our content on LinkedIn, for example, we do a weekly Thrive in Five, which is a short video of five minutes or significantly less usually, where I talk about um, an interesting concept. It's a similar model to this. And I've quite often in that content and referred to in some of the podcasts, some of the things that we have in our office that help us to get little pockets of movement. So if I've got a full day in the office and I haven't already worked out, um, I might get up every hour and use the kettlebell that we've got. So I'll hold that to my chest and just perform some squats. Compound movement. I've also got the weight of the kettlebell in my hands. Now you can also do a clean and press. You can do kettlebell snatches. You can do kettlebell swings. Now I appreciate that's not going to be an option for everybody. If you're in a busy office and in a business suit, for example, maybe that's not going to work for you. But if you work from home or if you have your own office or if it would be deemed pretty cool for you to get up and do a few kettlebell swings, great. Um, So that's one thing you can think about. Another thing we have in our office is a wobble board. It's, it's a flatter kind of board with the ends just curled up, if you like, a bit like a, a condensed version of a snowboard. 
and it allows you just to rock from side to side, moving all your body weight from one side to the other, using your core muscles to stabilize you. But you're never likely to fall off this thing. It doesn't wobble that much. It's not a wobble board, you know, when you have half the golf ball uh, or half a football on a cylindrical platform. That's going to take a great deal more core strength to stay on. So it isn't like that, but it does allow you to stand up, move your feet on this thing and just shift the weight from one side to the other, which is pretty beneficial. Um, Another idea for exercise snacking is just taking the stairs. These are pretty simple ideas, but it's just encouraging you not to see it as an alternative way of getting up the stairs, but actually a wonderful little opportunity to snack on exercise and movement. So stairs over the escalator, stairs over the lift, or just get up every hour and go up and down the stairs to the next floor or to the floor below and come back to your desk. You'll find that you get fresh oxygenated blood sent through the body, a little bit of neurogenesis maybe, the creation of new brain cells through movement. You'll get a lot of benefits in terms of creativity as well. We know that from studies. So that's an option for you as well, just a gratuitous trip up and down for the second to third floor and back again, just to freshen you up. Walking. Any opportunity you get to walk, whether it's walking to see a colleague, walking to uh, replenish your glass of water, uh, walking just for the sake of it, take a quick turn around the floor just to keep yourself moving. Um, Again, highly beneficial. Sitting and standing up. So if you don't like the idea of a standing desk or you don't have a standing desk, then just standing, sitting down again, standing, sitting down again, trying to do that. Maybe you just get up and do that 10 times and then sit back down for another 30 minutes of deep work. That's another example of how you can snack on exercise. Tabata, if you can do something a bit more formal. So for this, you'll probably need to be in exercise equipment uh, or clothing rather. But Tabata, I'm really keen on. It's a four minute uh, pattern of exercise in which you exercise vigorously for 20 seconds, rest for 10, exercise vigorously for 20 seconds, rest for 10. You repeat that eight times and that is four minutes of exercise. And what you'll find is that it'll get increasingly harder to maintain the intensity of the 20 second bursts and the 10 second rest will feel increasingly less and less. So if you really throw yourself into it, Tabata is very, very effective. Lots of studies for the efficacy of that around improved cardiovascular fitness and improved endurance. Good things to do as a Tabata would be squats, wall sits, burpees. Um, they're probably the three most popular ones for my exercise sessions. So that's, again, something to have a think about. If you drive into work, park furthest away from the office. Typically, we try and park as close to reception as we can or close to the entry door. Try and flip that on its head, park as far away as you possibly can so you have a longer walk to get into reception and ultimately to get up to your desk. And again, it's an, it's an illustration of how you can fit a little bit more movement into the day. But actually, if you can pepper your day with little exercise snacks, little movement breaks, you'll not only feel better, you'll have a nice balance of hormones, of dopamine and serotonin and endorphins, um, Maybe even some oxytocin if you're doing some of this with somebody else or using it as an opportunity to connect or to bond with someone else. But also you may find your productivity's increased, uh, which ultimately may mean you can get out the office door quicker or get your work done quicker. Um, but certainly your creativity will be boosted and you'll generally be maintaining a better sense of well-being and a better sense of well-being in actuality as well. And really the whole of this is underpinned by an idea I love, which is the minimal effective dose. Many, many of us are time crunched. We don't have big chunks of time that we can devote to exercise. Uh, So it's finding 
what is the smallest thing I can do? What's the minimal amount of exercise or movement I need to do in order to maintain my health, fitness and well-being? And when you can identify what that is, suddenly you realize that this isn't something I've got to carve out big swathes of time for. But actually, if I just snack in the day on little exercise and movement breaks, I can maintain a really healthy sense of well-being. And it's something I've been thinking about a lot for my own personal practice and kind of rejig things a little bit this year. Instead of doing a couple of high intensity boxing or weight sessions and maybe a couple of spin classes, I've decided to restructure things slightly. So I'm doing one boxing uh, and weight session, one spin class at cycle and one animal flow session. So three hours of exercise a week. And usually people expect that I'll have done more or do more. But actually, that's a little bit more than the minimal effective dose. I mean, that's three good quality hours there where I'm going hard and going deep into the exercise. But I find that works well for me. Genetically, I need 48 hours normally to recover from a hard exercise session. I know that. And I just know from, from experience, that's about the right amount for me. And I pepper the days with those little exercise breaks, those little movement snacks, if you like, and combine that with probably 12 to 15,000 steps a day. And that's how I kind of carve out my, my weekly exercise. So takeaway from this is think about when you can introduce some of those little snacks in your day. Start small, maybe you just create one or two opportunities and then expand it from there. But rather than trying to scratch your head and figure out how can I fit an hour into today? How can I fit an hour into tomorrow? Maybe you just need to fit in 15 minutes and then another three or four episodes where you do just five minutes of exercise or movement. And you'll probably find that you get the kind of results that you're looking for possibly getting more from doing a little less, which is one of the big realizations that I've had, I'd say in the last 12 months. How can I get more from doing less? And you know, the time you get back, if you're already doing a whole ton of exercise, could be used to do a great many different things. That's it. If this has been helpful to you, please share it with others. Rate and review the podcast as well. That's always very, very much appreciated. And give me your feedback as well. I love to get that. I love getting the emails and the comments. You can email me at leanne, L-E-A-N-N-E at bodyshotperformance.com. That's it from me. Thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you next week. Interested in finding out what your health IQ is? Jump on our website, www.bodyshotperformance.com and click on take the test. It'll take you through to a short two to three minute test. And at the end of that, you'll get a scorecard and a free 39 page report based on our six signals, sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion, and fitness. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please think of someone who could really benefit from the content and hit that share button and send it across to them. And of course, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Thank you very much for listening.